guys. It's Crystal. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. Welcome to my moving day. I and my roommates are actually moving today into a brand new house about three minutes from this house. It's very early in the morning right now. If you're watching on Facebook Live, the sun is just rising. Hi, Anna. Um, And I just finished the most phenomenal seven-day class. I will probably say that after every seven-day class I ever go to. I know our new house. I'm so excited. Um, Holy shitballs is all I can say. Like, and I was really, it's funny, I was was in the airport yesterday when I was creating this show. I was actually forgot I had a radio show today. You know, when you're in class for eight days. Hi, Tamara. Um, You sort of forget shit. Um, But anyway, so I'm in the airport. I'm like, oh, fuck, I have a radio show tomorrow. What am I going to talk about? And I'm like, oh, it's moving day. And this morning I scheduled like all the stuff that I usually do in a day spaced out. I'm like, I got to cram it into the morning because the movers are coming at 8 a.m. Yeah, they're actually coming in like 28 minutes. (laughs) Um, but I was sort of looking at like one of the things, one of the conversations that we got into on the seven day was this whole, um, conversation. Hi, Carrie, of living on quicksand. And this isn't the first time I've heard this and I'm certain Gary's probably been talking about it for 27 years. But, um, when I went to my very first seven day, three years ago is I, is when I first heard it, he's like, you know, he talked, he said, your reality is actually more like living on quicksand. And that was really exciting to me at the time, because I was sort of new to this whole, hi, Torgan. I was new. I was really new. My first seven day, I think I'd been in access or playing with the tools for maybe a year. So it was still really a new language. It was a new way of being. It was a new way of living. And, um, and, but, but when I heard this concept of living on quicksand, it was, it was intriguing to me. Because my life had always been so different from other people's. I don't know if you've noticed that your life is different from other people's. You know, like the way that I functioned in the world um, had a lot more instability to it. And I had just gone to making myself wrong for that. You know, like I, there was no <laughs> passing. When you play Monopoly, you know, go straight to jail. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Like that was basically my life when it came to how I functioned. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't keep a job. I moved jobs all the time. I was like, everything about my life was transient from other people's points of view. And, and so of course I judged myself for it. Hi, Jamie. And instead of actually going right about me that I'm not getting, which is what I'm going to invite you to look at. But so, so when, when Gary said your reality is more like living on quicksand, I was like, Oh my God, like when I'm functioning as me, that is my reality. That's one of the reasons I loved being a waitress because You'd show up for your shift and then your shift would occur and you'd just, hi, Cynthia, you would just have to stay present through the whole shift so that you could handle whatever was going on. And if you didn't stay present, you were fucked. It was like, um, (laughs) thank you, Jamie. So, so being a waitress, like if you didn't stay present with the shift as it was going, it was very much like being on the back of a galloping horse where you were going to be falling off and feeling fucked over by your own um, shift very shortly. Right. And so, so you had to be willing to function as if your reality was on quicksand in that particular line of work. So I had a lot of experience with, with living on quicksand without acknowledging that I had a lot of experience by the time that it got to Gary Douglas talking about this. And um, so I was looking about, I was looking at that reality when it comes to like 
moving day or what it takes to create a moving day. And there's so many different like directions I could come with this topic. So I'm kind of excited, but um, so, so the thing about living on quicksand is that it, it, but it, it doesn't mean that you like abandon yourself all the time sort of thing. So like, <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go exactly, but I'm excited. So to create, so, Oh my gosh, so many things. So for us to create a moving day, a day where, you know, something's going to happen, people are going to show up, there's coordinated things going on um, and whatever, is it requires a choice and it requires knowing the future. It requires being aware of the future and it requires planning in advance so that, when, so like we knew we were going to have, we were going to be moving before we left for the seven day class, right? Basically like we were looking for a place to live, looking for a place to live, looking for a place to live. We finally found one. And we knew we were moving at the end of the month. We also knew that at the end of the month, we were, Carlina and I were going to be traveling for almost 10 days. So I was aware of that way before we left for the trip, knowing that when we got back from our trip, I just got back last night, we were going to be moving right away. So I packed ahead of time. Um, I got most of my stuff into boxes and things like that in preparation for this day. So living in quicksand does not mean that you don't plan for the future. That's not what it means. Living on quicksand is actually having awareness of everything that is, everything that is in the moment and everything that will be in the future, so that when you get to the future, you have a future there. So if we hadn't been willing to be aware of, okay, we're, gonna, we're, we're moving at the end of the month, we're traveling, and so what do we need to put in place before we travel to a seven-day where your whole world changes, your whole mind gets wiped, and you just can't even function the way you did before, um, so that when we get back, we already we have a future in place for us. So now we've got movers coming. I have a piano mover coming. Um, last night I went upstairs and I was chatting with Torsten and Carlina, and you know I was saying I've been trying to sell the piano, but everybody that comes to look at the piano is like not following through on purchasing it. So anyway, we're taking the piano with us, which is fine. Um, I have two pianos, by the way. So I have a keyboard right here. Um, and I have a piano, a grand piano upstairs, actually trying to sell. Anyway, bottom line is it's coming with us. And so I was upstairs sharing that with them. And Carlina was like, well, that sucks. I guess we have to get a piano mover now. I'm like, no, no, I already did that. I already prepared for what I knew a possibility would be. Hi, Anna. Um, way ahead of time. But that's also living on quicksand of knowing, hey, the piano could sell, but the piano might not sell. And so I want to be prepared for whatever is going to occur, no matter what. And then, because worst case scenario, I could cancel the mover, but now I have one in place because the piano didn't sell. And so, so no form, no structure, no significance, no linearity, no concentricity does not mean not being aware of the future. It includes being aware of the future. And this, like this, if you start to look at this conversation and you extrapolate this out into like money, into paying bills, into traveling to classes, into creating the life that you want to have, right? The life that I wanted to have on this particular day was one of a lot of ease. Like I didn't want to be flailing around, you know, and there's going to be a little bit of that. Um, you know, like I'm, I am going to, pack my clothes and I've, my bathroom's not packed and stuff like that. But I, I really looked at the, the future that I wanted to have on this day before we left for the trip. And I prepared for it. I planned for it. I created for it. And I do that with money as well. And I want to do that even more. It's like, if, 
if you know, like, if, and this is the thing about, like, when you choose to be unaware, when you choose to be unaware of your money, if, when you choose to be unaware of bills, if you, when you choose to be unaware of the future you desire to have, then when you get there, you're surprised, you're, you're, you know, you're blindsided by things. You've got stuff that showing up that you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know. But when you're not willing to look at things, then you don't have the benefit of having your awareness so that you can create for the future. And, um, and so where in your life are you going, I don't want to know, I don't want to know, I don't want to know, where if you opened your eyes and you actually did want to know, it would give you all of you. Um, one of the things Gary said yesterday, I was listening, I'm just pulling up my computer here. Here he goes. He was talking to another lady. And he goes, the only way you're going to create the place you want to go is by knowing everything that you know. Total knowing gives you total awareness, gives you total choice. Um, and this is something I'm applying in every area of my life right now. I'm applying it in my finances. I'm applying it in my business. I'm like, really, what's the future I desire to have with my business? What's the future I desire to have with my life? What do I want to be doing every single day? Like, what kind of money do I want to be creating every single day and asking for and pulling in? And what do I want to be having with my business? Where do I want to be speaking? What's the future I desire to have with my business? And what can I institute now to have that future? And that is being aware of, you know, everything with no point of view. And also being willing to change something just like that if it's not creating what it is I desire to create. So that's the, the second piece about living on quicksand. It's like, okay, so we're heading into a moving day today. We're heading into a whole project, right? We're going to have movers showing up. We're going to have people showing up. We're going to pick up keys. There's all of this stuff going on. So now we're going to have to stay really present with this day to have it go in the way that we want it to go. And that's also being willing to be the leader of your life. Like instead of being in charge where we do it all, where we do all the moving, we're in charge of being the leader of everybody else that's coming to contribute to us and going, okay, so we need this there and this and orchestrating and empowering instead of just going into in charge and getting it done. So that's another key piece of living on quicksand is really willing to be the leader. You're not excluding other people because bringing in other people makes it out of control and like, uh, it's too much, right? It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. You're actually including other people. You're letting people contribute to you, but you're willing to lead and create the whole process. And that's one of the things that I realized that I was not doing in my business at all. I was doing in charge in my business. I was doing, well, it's fine. You don't get it done. I'll get it done. Every, I always have to get everything done. I always have to finish everything. I'm the one that I, it all comes back on me because I'm in charge. Um, hi, Eleanor. But being the leader of my business is going to be a very different adventure. And, and being a leader is being on quicksand because when you're being a leader in your business and you're being a leader in your life, you're including the contribution of other people, but you are leading. You are empowering them to be as much as they can be. You're empowering them. You're empowering. You're empowering instead of taking over. And um, I'll tell you, I, I know I've talked a lot about being on horses, at least in my other groups, and I've never learned so much about being a leader as I did from being on horses this past week. I, was, I went horseback riding every single day um, during this last week of the seven day. And uh, two days ago at El Lugar, I chose an advanced horse. So a horse that's like, was way too, I mean, like a lot of horse for me. But I chose it because I really, really, really wanted to expand and exponentialize in a fast way what, what I was willing to be. 
So I chose a horse that was beyond my capacities <laughs> and we ended up running quite a bit more than I thought we were going to run. And there was many times during that ride where I was hanging on instead of leading, but it gave me a really good sense of what's required to, to have a communion with, with an animal or an entity um, that has its own point of view and its own energy and its own thundering momentum, right? Like it gave me a sense of what I have to be willing to be and what I have to be willing to practice to actually be able to create with that. And I've realized that that thundering momentum is the thing that I have avoided pretty dynamically because I decided that being out of control and out of definition and out of linearity and out of concentricity is going to be overwhelming. And the thing is like, um, could an infinite being ever be overwhelmed? Uh, Gary said in the seven days, like, you know, for it, for you to create yourself into an infinite being that can be overwhelmed, you have to create yourself into a finite pile of shit. <laughs> you have to create yourself into something that you're not for you to be overwhelmed. And I'm like, Oh, I've, I've used that so much. And as much as I've created, you know, there's so much more that I can invite myself to. Uh, there's a level of presence and awareness and creation that I haven't invited myself to because I've been so busy trying to keep it under control. And so this move today is actually completely out of control because there's so many things that we haven't packed yet and so many things we still need to orchestrate. But it's, it's in, we have invited ourselves to the adventure that we want to have. And I guess that's really what I want to start to invite you to even more is if you weren't trying to create a predictable reality where everything was sorted and, you know, predictable, what would you be capable of creating? What kind of living would you be capable of creating for yourself? And if you're not inviting yourself to the creation of that, what would it take to choose something else? And that's it. Like this, this seven day class, like um, there's always been horseback riding available at every seven day class and they do it at lunchtime and they do it in the morning. And I've chosen it here and there. Like I went once at one class and I went twice at another class and that was it. That was the extent. But this particular class, I'm like, I'm going to go every day and see what that creates. I was so fucking glad I did that because it invited me to, to so many different things that I didn't even know I wanted to be invited to. Like it invited me to show up every single day, no matter how I felt, no matter what the weather was doing, no matter what my feelings were, I chose to get up and get on that horse. It invited to me to when I got on that horse, I could no longer have a problem because I don't know if you've ever ridden horses before. And if you haven't go ride a horse, but you cannot have a problem when you're on the back of a horse, you can't have one because if you have a problem, then the horse has a problem. And then you've all got problems because the horse is psychic. So the moment I got on the horse, I had to choose to be space. I had to choose to be all of me instantly. Otherwise I was going to be having massive problems on the back of that horse. And I wasn't having problems. Um, while I was on the horse, I had to be present with whatever animal I was on because they put me on a different horse every day. So it wasn't like I could learn that one horse and like have a communion with that particular horse. Like I was on a different horse every day. So I had to be fully present with whatever that animal was being so that I could create the ride I wanted to have. Um, sometimes he put me on a horse that would rather walk a rather than run would rather walk and so I had to be present with that animal and like instigate him into what I wanted to have again in a different way um my god and then in Elugar when when we were there on that land we got a totally it was a totally different set of horses it was a totally different invitation there was way more open land to run on and I had to be willing to go hey what do I want to what do I want to choose here and I just Gosh, I just, it just made me look at like everywhere 
that I've gone into this sleepwalking thing with my life where it's like, okay, well, that's enough. I'm creating enough money that I can go and do what I want to do. I'm creating enough. Oh, it's fine. Oh, that's okay. Instead of like actively engaging constantly in the creation of the future that I'd like to have. And that's really just the energy that I wanted to give you today of like, what would it be like if instead of trying to solve problems, you were actively engaged in the future that you'd like to have. And, you know, I, this class that I took with the Bowmans a couple weeks ago, where we, we started talking about this conversation of multiple streams of possibility made me realize that every single idea that I ever have has multiple streams of possibility attached to it. Now that's just everything, you know, like, even what are the multiple streams of possibility with the movers today? What are the multiple streams of possibility with the piano movers today? What are the multiple streams of possibility with getting moved with ease? What are the multiple streams of possibility is a question that you want to live as with everything. If creating a life that you actually want to be in is interesting to you. And that's what, you know, with this riding of the horses over the seven day, that's the thing I realized more than anything of like, I've been letting, almost letting the patterns of the rhythms of the days that I've had before in the past create my life. And I was like, if I was really willing to be on the back of a horse in every moment of my life and have to be fully present and fully aware and fully creating, what would that be like? What would that life be like? How many more people would I add to my reality? How much more out of control would I be? How much more would I be able to create? What would actually be possible beyond incremental change? What's possible beyond incremental change? And that was one of the conversations I had with the Bowmans of like, you know, my business income has gone up 40, 40 to 60 grand a year since I started, which is amazing. Um, like it's like it skyrocketed and now it's sort of like jumping and bumping. And I was like, but what's beyond incremental creation? And they were like, that's a great question. And I, I started looking at it like if I were really, truly willing to be as present as I can be in my life, like my life would just explode into something that I don't even recognize beyond what I'm even creating now. So every, it's like everywhere you've made your life about solving the problems of your life instead of just creating something different. Would you destroy and uncreate that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nature, exploding hands. And one of the one of the clearings that I'm using with with everything right now, it's like, what agendas am I using to blank? Am I choosing? What agendas am I using to not create my life? Am I choosing? And everything that is right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nature, exploding hands. What agendas am I using to move as slow as I possibly can? Am I choosing? And everything that is times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nature, exploding hands. And the thing is, like. Your life may look better than anybody else's life around you. My life is amazing. I love my life. I'm living in beautiful houses. I have an amazing man. I am creating a business that I love. I travel the world and all of that is amazing. And it's not enough. And that is humanoid reality. Humanoid reality is it's never enough. And I have total gratitude for everything I'm creating. And I'm so aware of everything else I want to generate and create and be in the world. And that is like, that's me knowing me. That's me claiming, owning, and acknowledge the difference that I be. That's me being willing to be the leader that I want to be in my life. And so all of this is relative to whatever you want it to be in your world. 
What is the adventure you want to invite yourself on? Is your, is your life a party worth having? Is it? Or is it a party you wouldn't invite anybody else to ever? Is your life a party worth having? Is your business a party worth having? Is your, are your moments a party worth having? Or are they something that you're just taking and just surviving? I am over it. I am over surviving my life anymore. Like, and I, I, I don't survive it so much more than I ever did, but I'm like even more. I'm like, what would it take for every single moment and every single choice and every single thing that I invite myself on to be a party worth having? If I were willing to be as unmediocre as I truly be, as you know, beyond phenomenons as I truly be, what would I be choosing? What would I be creating? You know, that energy. And, uh, yeah, so, so really the whole conversation around this topic today is really like, what would it be like to create your reality as if you were on quicksand? And the thing about being on quicksand is that you've got to be constantly moving. The moment you stand still, the moment you, and this doesn't mean you've got to pock and pod yourself everywhere you've decided what that means, constantly moving, right? It's like you're constantly choosing and choosing and choosing again and choosing again and choosing again and choosing again and choosing again. And choosing again. That's living on quicksand. Otherwise, you sink. And that's where the problem, that's where you start creating problems. And that's where people's projections and expectations get all important. And that's where all this other stuff becomes something that, you know, then you've got to solve the problems of your life instead of being engaged in the active creation of your life. And the thing about if you were actually living on quicksand and you were engaged in the creation of staying on top of that all the time, you wouldn't have any problems. You wouldn't have time. It's like being on the back of a galloping horse. It's like, I ain't got any problems except for the fact of like, how do I communicate with this horse so that we can actually have the ride I want to have, right? I ain't got time for problems. And I think a lot of times we use these tools of access consciousness to solve the problems of our life, but you don't actually have problems except the ones you've created. And I'm looking at my life and I'm going, dude, like what else is possible? You know, like if I weren't creating my family into a problem, if I weren't creating my sister into a problem, what could I generate and create that would go beyond all this? Right? If I weren't creating money into a problem, if I weren't creating my business into a problem, if nothing or problems, like what choices do I have available to me that I just don't even want to look at, that I haven't wanted to look at, that I haven't even wanted to consider? If I were actually willing to create my reality as if I were on quicksand, what would change right now? What would I institute? What would I create? What would I generate? Right? And how much more would I, like, what am I actually capable of that I've never even considered? Like, when you look at that, as, as if you're on the back of a horse, like if you look at living as if you're on the back of a horse and that's, I had a conversation, I had a couple conversations with Gary in the seven day about this whole horse thing. And he's like, I, I was like, God, Gary, I'm learning. Like I'm getting so much awareness. He's like, yeah. He's like, what if life were a horse? I was like, oh, mind blown. <laughs> you know, like the level of presence required, the communion that you would have with with everything going on instead of the decisions and the judgments and the computations and the conclusions of what you think your life should be that you're trying to make happen that it isn't, <sighs> what would actually be possible? So here's my tips summed up for moving day. One, there's a time to move. Choose it. <laughs> Two, when it's time to move, put things in place that make your life easier. 
three, always be wondering how it can get better than this. Always be wondering how it can get better than this and what else is possible. Four, be willing to change anything, anytime, whenever is required. And five, enjoy the shit out of it. Choose to enjoy it. And if it is something that you have to get done, like moving, what would it be like for this to be more fun than I could possibly imagine? What can I create and generate to make this fun? And if I were living on quicksand today, what would I choose? What would I create? And seven, these are so not in right order or in numbered correctly. Eight, 9.2 tips. <laughs> what would it be like to be fully engaged in the creation of your reality? That is exactly how we created this house. That is what we did when we created this house. We were like, we're having our reality. We are up leveling. We are going to have exactly what we desire to have. And we are going to do and be whatever it takes to have it. And, um, and that's another piece of this whole thing of like, okay, we're moving. We're moving into a house that's so going to cost more. We're going to get it at a price that we want. Um, what questions do we have to ask? What choices do we have to make? What do we have to be willing to be to have all of that with ease? And that is the creation of a life. That's it right there. Like you just simply choose and you choose and you choose and you choose and you choose. So I'm going to end with that. I adore you. Um, if you like this, give it a share. Give it, give it a share. Can I get a share? Can I get it? I'm a che- Anyway, I'd be a terrible cheerleader. I was not a cheerleader. I was in the band. Namaste. Adore you. Um, namaste. Who, who, who says that? I, I, anyway. I'm going to go move. I will see you next week. Um, Have a wonderful, wonderful week. What would it be like to be fully engaged in the creation of your life this week?